switched on on F104 and I'm joined by Senior Space Editor at Ars Technica, Eric Berger. Hello, how are you? I'm great, Louise. Thank you. Thank you so much for chatting to us. So we've been hearing about the asteroid sample that has been sent back from space, but it's literally just arrived. But how long has this been going on? I remember watching the launch about seven years ago when the spacecraft was put into space and it it spent a couple of years catching up to the asteroid Bennu. And then really when it got there, you know, scientists weren't exactly sure what they were going to find. So it spent a while characterizing the environment, getting into a low orbit before it actually made its effort to, uh, to snatch a small sample from the surface. And then it took a couple of years, obviously, to get back to Earth. Was there anything in particular that they were looking for? You know, asteroids are really interesting um, for a number of reasons, but one of which is a lot of them formed right at the beginning of the solar system. So more than 4 billion years ago. And they've been uh, kind of whizzing around in space ever since. They're kind of these time capsules of what the solar system was like back when the planets first formed. So it kind of gives yeah. us some clues about Earth-like you know, conditions and, and sort of the, the environment in which the planet was formed. And they've only just opened it and there was dust and particles found outside, but they haven't fully gone into it yet, haven't they not? Yeah, they're doing something called a quick look tomorrow where they kind of get a sense of how much they've collected. They think they've collected perhaps a quarter of a kilogram. Um, They haven't precisely weighed it yet. They're going to start doing that on Friday. They're being very careful because they don't want to contaminate it. You know, they've they've gone through all this effort to bring Mm -hmm. this back, asteroid back from Earth. And, And, you know, asteroids fall to the, you know, meteors fall to planet Earth all the time. And so we do have material from outer space. The trick, of course, is that, th- that those materials have been contaminated to some degree or another by their interactions with life and everything else here on Earth. And so this is a pristine sample and they're taking every precaution they can to, to keep it safe. What are some of the safety measures they'll need to do around it? Do we know? We, you know, I live here in Houston and, and about a month ago, I got a chance to tour the clean room. Mm. Um, it is kind of like a biosafety hazard laboratory in that there's positive pressure basically blowing air always outward and it's in these in these very specialized pressurized clean boxes and, and you got to wear a bunny suit when you go in there and and put your arms into this cabinet to work on the samples so it's like they're treating it basically like it's a it's a very hazardous pathogen Ooh, it's all very exciting but like how long is all this going to take before we really get any answers from it well i think it's going to be about two weeks and at that point after that point nasa will have done some preliminary analyses they're going to have done some scientific studies of the material to really get a good sense of what they have. Um, and and the prelim- as I say, the preliminary results from that, they're supposed to announce on October 11th. So not that too long. I think they're going to stream that, I read. Am I right? I suspect they will. They're going to do probably everything they can to promote it. I mean, it's a big deal to, to do this. Huge deal. I'll definitely be tuning into that. But I'm assuming over the years, the technology for doing this kind of thing has gotten better. Yeah, we've certainly learned some hard lessons along the way. It's been about two decades since a spacecraft called Genesis mm-hmm. was launched into space and actually went up and collected some particles from the solar wind. Um, these very fine dust particles that tell us a lot about the sun and the nature of the solar system. Um, that was a mission that also came back with a small spacecraft that designed to land in the desert. Unfortunately, its entry system and parachute failed, so it crashed into the planet. Um, and actually scientists were able to retrieve some of those samples, but but obviously we've learned a little bit more about making sure we get these scientific materials back down safely. Yeah, because these these kinds of things take years to do and something like that can ruin all the work you've put into it. 
I mean, it's been a seven-year mission. It was probably designed, planned, and built over the course of a decade. So we're talking almost 20 years to, wow. to get to this point. So yeah, you, you, you don't want to mess up that last critical no, step. No, you definitely don't. You want to get it back safely and into its little cabinet. And I look forward to October the 11th to see more. It's going to be very interesting. But we must also mention Bob Smith. So obviously, he's the CEO of Blue Origin. Yeah, he was um, he was hired in 2017 by Jeff Bezos to run his rocket company, Blue Origin. And he really had one primary goal from, from Jeff's point, point of view, which was to turn Blue Origin into an operational large aerospace company. Up until then, it had been more of a research and development type business. And so Smith was charged with that. And, and he grew the company from about 1,500 employees to um, 11,000. So he's he's grown the company. Um, but he's had some, he's got really a mixed track record, I would say. A lot of the programs under his watch, the rocket engines, the rockets, the spacecraft, they're years behind schedule. Um, and there's been an awful lot of turnover under his his leadership that that just, uh, let, me, let me put it this way, Louise, you know, I'm a space reporter. I talked to lots of Blue Origin employees, past and present, and I have yet to run into someone who really had glowing praise for Bob Smith. It was mostly pretty harsh criticism. That's not good. And it does slow things down because it does say that they, they've fallen quite a bit behind SpaceX, which I'd say is disappointing for them. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. When he came in in 2017, it looked like the two companies were on the cusp of having this 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 big race toward reusable spaceflight. You know, at, at the time, SpaceX had just started landing rockets. Blue Origin had launched a much smaller rocket, but it was actually the first to vertically land a rocket that had been to space. Um, and in the six years since then, SpaceX has just accelerated launched hundreds of rockets, launched, you know, thousands and thousands of satellites, put humans into orbit. And and Blue Origin really has done none of that. They still haven't even launched a rocket into orbit yet. So it's, like I said, he he did not accelerate Blue Origin. He probably, as you say, slowed it down. So he's going to step down in December. Who's going to take over from him? Well, Jeff Bezos went to someone he knows well, a former vice president at Amazon called Dave Limp who ran the devices division. And so he had some successes at Amazon, but also some some pretty questionable products like Alexa has not been a commercial success for them. That was under his watch. Mm-hmm. But but he thinks Limp, who's in his 50s, is the person to get Blue Origin on track. And you know, he doesn't have a space background, but you know, in my conversations with employees of Blue Origin, they were all willing to give him a chance for the basic reason is that he was not Bob Smith. Do we know how long it might take things to turn around then under new management? Well, you know, Blue Origin is kind of at an inflection point in their history. They've been working on a lot of these different programs, some of them pretty ambitious. Um, there's something called this New Glenn rocket program, which is um, would be a super, be a really, really large rocket. Um, and they could launch it maybe next year, perhaps 2025. But that's, if he can get that flying, that'll be a big success. They also have recently won a contract to help NASA land on the moon. You know, if he's if he's able to get that program moving in a positive direction, then I think, you know, he will have been a success for Bezos. Yeah, he'll probably be aiming for that now. I'd say once you get in, you know, he'll he'll get down and, and get it done. I'm assuming because he'll want to make a good impression. But we must, you mentioned NASA there and they've just brought an astronaut back to Earth. Yeah, they brought Frank Rubio back and he was the first time you know, NASA has had these, quote, one-year missions before, but this dirty little secret is the astronauts actually didn't spend 365 days in space. Mm-hmm. 
Scott Kelly was up there several years ago and he was up there for 340 days. Frank Rubio actually was, he was there for 371 days, but it was not by design. If you'll recall at the beginning of this year, um, actually just at the end of last year, one of the Russian spacecraft at the International Space Station got dinged by a micrometeorite. It, it basically, all of the coolant fluid in the, the vehicle's coolant system leaked into space. Um, and so the vehicle that Frank Rubio and his two cosmonauts were supposed to come home in was deemed to be too damaged to fly in. And so a replacement had to be, be sent up. And so that they, they came home safely in this replacement vehicle just this past week. That's good. But what a disaster. Imagine that happening. You're going, well, I get to stay a bit longer. <laughs> Next end of holiday. Well, <laughs> you know, he's a, he's, a, he's a real family man. So I think it was, it was pretty challenging for him imagine. for a while. Mm. Especially um, when you haven't planned for it, I think. Yeah, I missed out on like high school graduations and college graduations mm. and things like that. It's, 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 I'm sure, sure it was very challenging. Absolutely. Eric Berger, Senior Space Editor at Ars Technica. Thank you so much for chatting to us. It's my pleasure.